0: My name is Grace, and thanks for tuning in to the GT Young Adults Podcast. We're a community, a part of GT Church in Victoria, BC. We love Jesus and have a passion to learn and live like him and have a ton of fun doing it. All of the messages and conversations you find here will point you to his truth and his hope, so lean into whatever God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy what you're about to hear, and thanks for listening. hey everyone lucas here wanted to take a moment and uh just do a little quick sunday recap which is really not a recap it's more of a deep dive into one or two kind of big ideas main things that i feel like really speak to our our cultural moment and uh, the, the community that we're a part of which is young at adults the six um i would encourage you though no matter what you do go back and listen to adam's sermons on the podcast or, um, or even go on online and check out Pastor Lisa's sermon. They preach on the same topic, uh, some variations for sure, but really like powerful Sunday, and I think you'll really benefit from either one of those. I just was taking some notes from both of their sermons, and there's a couple things I think are worth looking at a little bit deeper. That will really, I think, I think just speak to our moment, speak to this time. Um Really, I know impacted a lot of people last night, and so, as our recap is or a deep dive is, I wanted to kind of talk about two main things that come out of the text that we read, which is the whole whole chunk of scripture on blind Bartimaeus, this guy who was a blind beggar like and and really, he has this profound moment where I think he gets really desperate, he realizes that jesus is is nearby. And he shouts for him, like literally screams, like, son of David, have mercy on me, which, which is a messianic term. It's a bold statement, son of David, referencing um, Daniel, um, not a small thing. It's not just the son of men. To us, that sounds very like whatever, but to them, that was a messianic title. So he says this, this and then he gets shushed by the crowd, the Bible says. He gets but rebuked, the word of God says, which is really interesting The crowd shouts him down, rebukes him. And then the Bible says, but then he shouted all the more, which is really cool, really powerful. And then it's funny that the crowd says, stand up on your feet. He's calling you, run to him. And so in this moment, I just want to focus in on the crowd. The crowd one second ago is rebuking him. The next moment, they're championing him. And Adam mentioned this and Lisa mentioned this, but I just, I hope you'll take a few moments here As you're washing dishes, maybe you're commuting, you'll really, really, excuse me, consider the crowd in your life. And that can sound cheesy, but ask yourself, like, not even the crowd in your life, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Maybe it's just like the crowd itself, society, culture, um, the group of not just friends you have, right? This isn't, this isn't that like the crowd is the move of culture. And the crowd, guys, I have to say is not your friend. Because the crowd will love you in one moment and hate you in the next. They'll curse you, right, at night, but champion you in the morning. Pastor Adam said it so good. He was like, crowds are fickle. They're fickle. And I would go on to say, in their foundation, it goes with the highest bidder. The crowd will say one thing on Monday and something different on Tuesday. And I think especially like as Christians, we're called to be salt and light. We preached about this many times. We're called to be like, difference makers and I just have to like I don't know I just know for me like I've had to really think about well what is the crowd saying and am I okay not just to go against it but even be somewhat indifferent like okay with people not liking me all the time because I didn't go with what the crowd was saying there and I've heard some people say well isn't the crowd like the the church is a crowd it's a group of people and I would say of course it is you're right sure the difference with the church, and this is key, the difference with the church being the crowd is that it has always existed together, gathered and broken. Like the church is the one place where the crowd gathers, but we all recognize we're in process. That we're all covered by what? An ideology, a passion, a political term or, or thought or a um, a worldview? No, 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 no. We're covered by grace. And so although every person comes in here with different background, race, social, like economic background, um, gender, whatever it may be, we're all covered by one thing that levels the playing field. And that's the grace of Jesus. So are we a crowd for sure? Do we gather? You bet. But our goal is one goal. And that is to lift Jesus high and to look more like him. And I think that's the difference is that we understand that none of us are perfect. And there are some conversation that's nuanced that that's not going to make perfect sense. But I would encourage you to, I guess, look at the crowd that you are around in this moment. Look at the cultural moment. And are you okay to say no to the crowd? Are you okay to be like blind Bartimaeus and stand out and stand up? Like Pastor Lisa said, are you okay to shout all the more when everyone is rebuking you? There might be a time in your life where you really do have to stand up, where you have to make a stand. It may look different. It may be subtle. It may be at work. It may be in a text. There could be lots of moments, but the crowd is a real thing, and I think it's something to ponder and to be aware of and to ask yourself, man, am I just going along with the crowd? Am I just saying yes to this thing or this justice project or that thing or this movement because... On social media i'm supposed to or because in my in my cultural work whether i'm a, a nurse or a doctor or, or or social media or marketing expert they're all saying it so i'm going with it what does it look like to go against the, the grain the, the crowd what does it look like to not follow this or follow that or be a progressive christian or conservative christian friends there should be no adjective in front of the word christian that's not that's not the goal The crowd is, yeah, just the idea of the crowd really resonated with me. And I began to ask myself the crowd I'm in, even the church crowd I'm in, making sure I'm not in an echo chamber. Like, I just want to encourage you to think on that, to dwell in that, to sift through that. And remember, we're covered by grace. That's what we follow. Crowds can be fickle. And one moment they'll champion you, one moment they'll forget you. And so make sure you're a part of a crowd that loves to forgive and loves to champion and has your interest in minds and is open to dialogue and conversation. And so it's so funny, because the same thing happened when I preached last week, right? Like when with with Jairus, like he walks in and they're wailing and they're laughing. Like this is the point you guys, that the crowd will change, but Jesus never does. Lisa said this so good. The crowd always changes, but Jesus never does. So make Jesus your kind of your, your caveat, your lens by which you see the world. Let him define that. It's really important. It's really key. The second thing I thought was so good, they both mentioned as a bit of like a deep dive to, again, getting you thinking, getting you pondering, is this idea of comfort. Um, Blind Bartman does throw his cloak aside. And I think that's really key because it was his everything. Like it kept him warm, kept him, um, yeah, it kept him warm at night for sure. He would have slept with it. It was his main prized possession. Robes were very popular. Um, Everyone had one. It would have been the thing he caught money in. Like it was his Safety, It was comfort to him. And I just, I've been talking to some guys, I've been talking to some of some you ladies and like, I, I see and I hear about this urgency. There is a, God is putting a holy discontentedness amongst, I believe, the young adults at GT and of this island that we would not live comfortable lives. Like, are there blessings and things to be grateful for and things to be thankful for? But listen, yes, of course, sure. But listen, God is not calling us to comfort. Faith is not meant to be cozy. Let me say like this. I, 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 and I mean this, it's a strong word. Okay. It's coming on here, but I hate, I detest the fall. Okay. A lot of you love it. I get it. Pumpkin spice lattes, cozy book by the fire. Like, no, thank you. Okay. No, don't want it. Don't care. I don't want to wear a scarf. Okay. I want to be in my flippy floppies. Can I get an amen like beach life, sunshine, but then you're sweaty and gross. I don't care. I love it. I want the sun on my face every day of my life. Like that's it. That should be a wrap. I want the sun on my face every day of my life. Sorry. You get what I'm saying. I don't care for the fall. Don't like it. Never have. Probably never will. And I just love it because people always like talk about how cozy it is. Don't you love just being cozy and just sitting and being cozy? No, no, I don't. I'm cozy now, I'm cozy. Like I'm cozy on the beach. Like what do you mean cozy? Cozy is this idea of comfort and like nothing can hurt me. I'm perfect. This is great. I'm all warm and bundled. I don't like it. I don't like it. I literally will lose my mind. Like it's so cold and it's May and I'm losing it, you guys. All I'm saying is, I think God is calling some of you to an uncomfortable stretch in your faith. Meaning he's calling you not to just Be a part of a small group because that's really comfortable. He's calling you to lead a small group and step out. He's not just calling you to to give like whatever change you had in your car that night. No, he's calling you to look at your finances intentionally and ask what's going to pinch a bit, what's going to sting a bit, and how can I give in such a way that it may actually benefit the kingdom and not just tick off the box in my heart that I gave $4, Like for you, he's calling you to live outside of the comfort zone because when you rely on faith in Jesus, he shifts what uncomfortable looks like, looks like to you. He shifts your paradigms of where he works, that box that Jesus works in, man. He's calling you to not just go to work, but actually be a, like a caveat of the gospel and the kingdom at work. He's calling you to pray for your enemies, not talk bad about your enemies. Like he's calling you to do hard things, uncomfortable things. And this whole idea of the crowd telling me which way to go, and then Jesus calling me into an uncomfortable, it was just like a hard, I've heard you guys, I've preached that scripture a lot. And I'm here to say, like, I was really challenged last night and yesterday morning. And I want you to feel challenged in your faith. Set goals for yourself and ask yourself, am I, am I walking in the crowd, by the crowd, what they say goes? Or am I listening to Jesus? Am I being a conduit for the kingdom? Am I living a cozy life that really is not impacting my faith? Or am I being pushed to go outside of my regular comfort zone to have a faith of my own? Is he calling me to maybe mission soon? Is he calling me to whatever it may be to serve on team? Maybe you're like an incredible singer or you have gifts to give and you've just been holding back. Like, don't hold back. Put a, putting your cloak aside, putting that thing aside, your pride aside, whatever it is. Reach out into the uncomfortable zone because that's where Jesus wants to do his best work. Love you guys so much. Praying for you this week. Get a little uncomfortable. Don't follow the crowd. Take some time to internally dialogue some of this. Be more self-aware and let Jesus speak to you as he was speaking to so many people last night. You're the best. Talk to you soon.